Lord God, for the grace and mercy that you bring, O oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I praise you, God. Oh, I exalt you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I bless your name, God. I bless your name, Jesus. Words cannot express enough thanks to you, God, for your grace. For your mercy, your love. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I bless your glorious name, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. He is worthy of all praise and glory and honor. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Brother Wayne, could you take up our discipleship offering for me, please? Father, we prayed today, Lord, that you bless this offering for the uplifting and building of your kingdom. Touch each and every one today. God, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for giving to the kingdom. Amen. We want to get right into our lesson this morning. Amen. Praise God. We're talking about walking the walk. Amen. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. And that's the key, is to increase in the knowledge of God. Peter, when you read Second Peter 3.18, Peter closes out his gospel by telling us to grow. To grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. If we have the knowledge of God and understand God's directions and God's ways for our lives, we can be fruitful in what he is asking of us to do. Amen. To do well pleasing. We want to walk worthy. We want to hear at the end him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of which I have prepared for you. Amen. I have prepared for you. And so we're talking about walking the talk. Amen. If we walk it, we talk it. If we talk it, we walk it. If I say I'm a Christian, then my life must reflect what a Christian is. Amen. It must reflect Christ. Amen. If I say I have truth, then my life must reflect that truth. Amen. It's what God desires of us to do. Now, I know Brother DeMove touched on some of this last week, but we're going to just recap just a little bit here this morning. Amen. So we're talking about walking the talk, and I'm locked. Amen. So, and maybe Sister Parker can help me out there with the, amen. So we're talking about five key principles to walking the talk. Amen. Amen. Number one, words to live by are just words unless you actually live by them. Amen. They're just words unless you live by them. Think about it. Amen. As I said last time, the Bible is just another book if you're not going to live by it. You know, all of life is inside of that book. It's basic instructions before leaving the earth. Bible. Basic instructions before leaving the earth. 
Paul tells and writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. He says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections and instructions and righteousness. That the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. So all the scripture. So we have to live according to the scripture. James tells us to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Amen. He says we look into the word of God. Amen. And don't do what it tells us to do. Then it's like looking into a mirror and walking away and forgetting what matter of person you was. Amen. So God's word is designed to change us. It's designed to get us on the right path, to keep us on the right directions, and lead us to the place that God is desiring to take us. As the Lord told Joshua in Joshua 1, verse 7 through 9, if you got your Bibles this morning, amen. Let's turn to Joshua, the Old Testament, chapter 1. We know that Joshua's gospel began by the Lord talking to Joshua and telling Joshua that his servant Moses is dead. Amen. And God is now transferring the leadership responsibility over to Joshua. And he wants Joshua to be strong. He wants Joshua to be encouraged. And he wants Joshua to be successful in what he's telling and asking him to do. And verse 7. The Lord says, only be thou, let's start with verse 6. The Lord says, be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant command thee, Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Where have we heard that at before? <laughs> yeah, in the Bible, I know, Wayne. <laughs> huh? Where have we heard this at before? Psalms 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers who shall bring forth fruit in his season, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. All right? So you can see where David is coming from in his writing of Psalms. Meditate therein day and night. Amen. Study it. As some folks says, let it go in. Regurgitate it over and over again like a cow or a mule chewing cud. Amen. There's no on it more and more. And the more you study it, the more you do it, it becomes a part of your life. I share with you constantly how the military trained us. You know, they tell us, they tell us what they told us, and they tell us again. They show us, they show us again. Amen. Until we fully understand what we are doing and what we are supposed to do. And then they will tell us, don't ever forget it. 
That's why you find most people that's been in the military, when they come upon a carnage or something, they know to respond. They know to react because it's been drilled in their head constantly over and over again. You know, not to toot my horn, but I guarantee you, you could put me on a military base right now with a bunch of brand new privates, and I could teach them how to march, you know, how to salute, how to shoot, move, and communicate because it was drilled in me for 30, almost 30 years. So the longer we walk with God, nobody should have to keep telling me what I need to do. It should become automatic. Say, as I study the Word of God now as a Christian with His Spirit, I should automatically kick in and start doing what God is asking of us to do. It shouldn't be, oh, do I have to do that? Oh, should I do this? You should automatically, this is your manual. (laughs) This is your doctrine. This is proven to be true. This is proven to be right. So you should automatically just do it. You know? And somebody say, why are you doing that? Because God's Word told me to do it. You know? That's how it should be. You've got to walk. Based on the word of God. So he says, meditate in these things day and night. That thou may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou goest. And when you read Isaiah 41.10, God tells you, Be not dismayed. I will help you. I will uphold you with the power of my right hand, saying, Fear not. You've got promises from God that I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to leave you. So therefore, we can walk this walk if we make up our mind. Amen. We just have to decide if I'm going to live and do what God has asked me to do. And all of us has got to come to that point. This is why Jesus says in Matthew 7, not everyone that say to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom of God. We have to do what God is asking us to do. When we look at Deuteronomy 28, we know that Moses recapped to the children of Israel, and he begins to tell them, if you do what God's word tells you to do, you're going to be blessed. If you don't do what God's word tells you to do, you're going to be cursed. Amen? Amen. Now, let's look at another passage. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8 here. And Moses in this recapulation of of the things that God had told the children of Israel. And Moses wanted to give them warning of the new generation. Amen. Before they went into the promised land. Starting with verse 1. And Moses continued to talk to them. He says, And all the commandments which I command thee these days shall you observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness. Number one, to humble thee and to prove thee. Amen. Notice. God wanted to humble them, get pride out of their lives, and to prove them to see if they was going to do what he said. To know what was in thine heart. So sometimes when you're going through things in your life, just keep walking. Just keep worshiping. Because God is trying to see what's in your heart. 
as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth was speaking. We know the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked, Jeremiah tells us. So God wants to know what is inside of you. Amen. He wants you to see what's inside of you. As I said downstairs this morning to the leaders, we've met the enemies, us. <laughs> you know, so we, we've got to get ourselves right, to know what is in thine heart, whether thou wilt keep his, own, his commandments or not. And he humbled thee, and suffered thee the hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Thy raiment waxed not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years, that thou... Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth sons, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to respect or fear him. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land. God has taken us to a better place. You know, this is why Habakkuk, in Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19, he says, Though the fig tree blossom not, though there be no herds in the store, nor the labors of the olive shall fail. You know, he goes on. He says, Yet I will rejoice. I will join the God of my salvation. For he is alone is my strength. He will make my feet like hind's feet and cause me to walk upon my high places. God wants to take us to a higher place. He wants to take us to a higher plateau. But we have to obey His Word. We have to do what He's asking us to do so we can get there. Amen. So God wants us to walk, amen, and to fear Him. For the Lord thy God brings thee into a good land, a land of brooks and water, of fountains and depths and that springs out of valleys and hills, of land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of oil and olives and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything in it. Are you missing anything in your life? Are you missing anything? Do you need something? Do the Word of God, and He will provide. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. A land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he has given thee. Beware that thou forgettest not the Lord thy God, and not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee these, this day. Lest when thou eatest and are full, and has built goodly houses, and dwell therein. And when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from out of the house of bondage, who led thee through the great and terrible wilderness, wherein thou fires were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee from forth water out of the rock of Flint, who led thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, 
that he might humble thee, that he might prove thee to do thee good at the latter end. You heard that before, right? Amen. Jeremiah 29, God wants to give you an expected end on him. Amen. And thou say in thine heart, my power and my might of my hands have gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish its covenant which he sworn to thy fathers, as it is this day. And it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, I testify against you this day, that you shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroyed before your face, so shall ye perish, because you will not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God." So notice, he's giving them instructions as what they came through, how God brought them out, and what God's purpose was. Say, this is why we want to walk according to God's word. Because God has our best interest. He's taken us to a better place. He has milk and honey flowing for us. We're in this to reign with him forever and ever. Amen. And that's why when you look at Luke 4 and Matthew, when Jesus is tempted by the devil, amen, 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, and Satan comes to him and tempts him, Jesus said to him, it is written, man shall live, not live by bread of long, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. See, He's quoting Deuteronomy. If you look at Jesus' actually controversies back and forth with the Satan, Deuteronomy 8 is where it's all coming from, the majority of it. He's hitting Satan with the Word of God. And that's why as you walk according to the Word of God, you will have the ammunition inside of you to defeat your enemy as well. This is why David, writing in Psalms 19, verse 7, he said, The law of the Lord is perfect, doing what? Converting the soul. Amen. God's Word is perfect. It is complete. Amen. And so that's why we see the Bible is constantly telling you and I to be complete. Amen. To be perfect is what God desires. We need to be complete in Him. Amen. We need to love Him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Amen. And we are following Him. As Paul says, you follow me as I follow Christ. We want to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Our whole life, everything we do, we want to be pleasing unto the Lord. So the law of the Lord is perfect. In Ephesians four eleven through 15 Paul says he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the working of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the fullness of the stature of Christ, that we be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, but we may lay, wait, amen, to deceive us, amen. But we want to grow in Christ. Amen. So I, if, if, if the preacher stand here and preach nine million messages from God's Word and you don't obey it, it did you no good. He's heard from God and he's trying to get you on the track to live and to do what God is trying to show us. That's the purpose. Amen. As one writer says, teach and ground us. Amen. 
and preaching, amen, saves us. By the foolish of preaching to save us. Amen. And so therefore, when God's word comes, we all have to accept, amen, God, what are you trying to show me? God, am I on the wrong path? Am I on the wrong track? So I get on the right road. Amen. I want to hit the mark. I want to win. Amen. All Scripture is inspired by God. Amen. And He wants you to grow. He wants you to mature. Amen. So the law of the Lord is perfect. It converts our soul. That inner man, we need Him changed. Though the outward man perish, yet the inward man must be renewed day by day. A light afflictions, they're only for a moment, but they're working in us a more eternal and exceeding weight of glory. Why we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So the law, we need to live, amen, by God's word. Every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. We need to live it. We need to do it. Amen. It's perfect. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. Think about the testimonies. Amen. We sometimes in church, we have testimony service of what God does. You know, that's why we say, tell people your testimony, what God has done for you. Amen. It can't be disputed. You know what God has did for you. And it's true. See, the testimony of the Lord is true. Making wives the simple. How many times you give your testimony to somebody and they go, wow. You know, God did that. You know, will he do it for me? Sure he'll do it for you. The testimonies of the Lord are sure making wives the simple. The statutes of the Lord or the precepts of the Lord are right. Doing what? Rejoice in the heart. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. With stammering lips and another tongue will I speak unto my people. Wherefore he said, this is the rest that should call the weary the rest. And this is the refreshing. Amen. But what? They wouldn't hear. Amen. Amen. The statue of the Lord are right. They rejoice the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure and lighten the eye. They bring enlightenment. They open our eyes that we can see. The psalmist says in Psalms 19, 119 verse 18, it says, Lord, open thou mine eyes that I may behold the wonders out of thy law. There's so much in there. Amen. That's why I love reading the Word of God over and over and over. That's why I love studying because I get something new all the time. Amen. God enlightens me to so much. And He'll do the same thing for you. If you diligently seek in His Word, He will put you on the right path. He will lead you. Amen. He will show you the hidden things. Amen. It's like a treasure, Jesus says. You know, you, you've got to dig. <laughs> Sometimes you want to dig in there and get that deep, deep, deep understanding and wisdom out of his word. So the commandments of the Lord are pure and light in the eye. Amen. They're words that we got to live by. Amen. Praise God. You know, Solomon asked the question, he says, you know, what is the whole duty of man? You know, 
And he ends, he says, in, in Ecclesiastes 12, 13, he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. And what's the conclusion? Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. See? Because God wants to bless you. He wants to take you to a better place. Amen. So we need to fear God. Amen. And the fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. Amen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. It's going to endure. If you do what it's telling you to do, you're going to endure. The race is not given to the swift, but him that what? Endure to the end. See? You don't have to try to keep up with me. (laughs) You know, you endure to the end. You build your faith. You build yourself up on your most holy faith. You pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't just, they're just words if you're not going to live by them. You're not going to change. You know, it's not going to do you any good until you start doing it. You want a great marriage? Live the Word of God. You want to please your bosses in secular? Do the Word of God. Whatever you desire in life, if you want to be successful in life, what did the Lord tell Joshua? Don't ever let it depart out of your mouth. Study it. Meditate on it day and night. And you will have great success. Amen. God hasn't forgot you. Amen. So the fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them are your servants warned, and in keeping of them is great reward. Woo! Amen. Just walk in the walk. Amen. Don't just see them and don't live by them. It's good for you. That's why Paul says in Romans 15, 4, that it's through patience and comfort of the Scripture that we find hope. And Jesus says, search the Scripture. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. But you won't come to me that you might have life. I want life. And that more abundantly. If he's given me abundant life, then I need to walk that life. Amen. I want to walk this walk talk. Amen. If I tell you I'm a Christian, I want to be in my walk. Amen. If I tell you I love God, I want you to see that I love God by my actions and the things that I do. Amen. Don't let the world put you in a corner. Amen. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Amen. You can do this thing. Amen. So we can walk this walk. So study the Word of God. Believe in the Word of God. Hold true to the Word of God. Amen. Number two, you are what you do. You are what you do. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. If I were to ask you, what is that mask Who's behind that mask you were wearing? What would you tell me? Long Ranger? <laughs> Hopefully you're a Christian. I would pray. <laughs> Amen. See, 
this is one of the reasons that we have to search ourselves. See? You are what you do. Think about it. The world tells you, if you get drunk all the time, what do they call you? You're an alcoholic. You know? If you get ducked up all the time, they call you a drug addict. See? So you are what you do. Brother Terry is a carpenter. So what does he do? Do? He's a carpenter. Right? (laughs) Simple stuff, right? So if I'm a Christian, then what should I do? Be a Christian. I should do the things that show that I'm a Christian. See? That's, that's the overall gist here. Amen. Praise God. It's what we've got to do. And when you look at Josiah, think about Josiah. When he takes the reign, he's a young man, you know, and he does right things, you know, as the king. But then his son comes along and do wrong things. So you can be a good king or you can be a bad king. You can be a good Christian or... <laughs> You'll be a bad, bad. <laughs> Christians don't do bad. <laughs> you know, you have to think about it. You you are what you do. See? Amen. You are what you do. So if I go to church, if I live right, if I treat others right, then that's going to be what I am. And people will talk about that. But if you do wrong, I guarantee you, they're going to talk about that. Jesus tells us what? Let your light shine, that men shall see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. You are the light of the world, a city that is set on the hill that cannot be hid. Say. So you're a city. Think about a, a big city. You know, in Perth, Australia, you know, that little town down there is called the Light City, the City of Light. Do you know why it's called the City of Lights? Because when John Glenn orbit the earth, at the time he went around, Australia was been dark. And so the people got together and decided to turn on the lights. And so as he passed over, they asked him, can you see the lights? He said, oh, yes, everything is burning bright. I can see it. And he thanked them for that. And so Perth, Australia became known as the city of lights because they turned on the lights. Amen. That went across your head, didn't it? Turn on the light. (laughs) Let your light shine. Come on. We're in a dark world today. All the things that are going on around today amen it's in a dark world and so therefore we must let our light shine jesus even tell us we are the salt of the earth amen and he says if the salt has lost his savor what would it be salted it's good for nothing to be cast out and to be trotted under the foot of men amen we are salt we are light amen and what are we to do Amen, is to follow and obey God's word in everything that we do. Amen. Number three, everything you do counts. Everything you do counts. 
Luke 9, 62, Jesus says, No man having put it his hands to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. No man having put it his hands to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Why do you think he said that? Yes, ma'am. Amen. You got to give your whole heart. Oh, about about commitment. Amen. <laughs> you you look back, the mural gonna go a different way, right? <laughs> you have rows all over the place, man. You'll be everywhere. You know, you stop and think about it. You know, if you don't hold the plow straight, your rows is gonna be everywhere. See. So when you put your hands to this, you need to be committed to watch and to keep your focus where you're going. See, is what God wants us to do. We've got to stay focused. And this is why we've got to walk according to the Word of God. If I keep the Word of God before me, amen, as the Psalms has said, as frontless, amen, before your eyes, Moses says, amen. Talk about it when you're in the way. Keep it as frontly before your eyes. Write it on your doorpost. Write it on your gatepost. Put it on your hands. Talk about it when you get up. Talk about it when you lay down. See, that's staying focused. See, where am I going? I've got a city where there be no more night. I'm setting my focus on where I'm going. See, when I was a young boy and we had to plow with those mules, I, I would always pick out a point to the other end. Amen. And that's where I made sure that that mule stayed focused that way. If I want him to come more to the right, I pulled the right rings and he'd move himself over so that the plow would stay right. If I wanted him to go left, I would pull the left reins. Amen. To go left or right. Now, we was pretty smart because we had a mule that had been in the army and he knew right from left. You know? And so we could tell him, G or haw, you know? If I tell him haw, he went to the right. If I told him G, he went to the left. That's, you know, the military trained him, you know? So basically, I didn't even hardly have to pull the reins. I just walked behind him and held the plow straight, you know? And if he started going the wrong way, I just tell him he knew I'd come back the other way, you know? That was, it made it pretty simple for us. And you, you really love that when you're a young boy at 13 and 14 years old, you know, trying to pull a 300-pound mule, you know, to go the right way, you know. And so you want your road to be straight. So you want to stay in that straight and narrow path. Amen. So everything that we do count. Jesus says in Matthew 12, 36 and 37, But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Amen. Amen. So we want our words to be pure. We want our words to be right. And if I hide the word of God in my heart, what's going to come out? The word of God. Amen. Is what we need to understand here. Life and death, Proverbs eighteen twenty one, tell us is in the power of the tongue. And we'll love or eat the fruit thereof. So we have to know how to choose our words carefully. Amen. That old filthy language we used to talk. You know, can you imagine somebody, you tell somebody you, you're a Christian and then you're sitting out there cursing them out? The world know that doesn't happen. See, 
But how many times you see people that do that? They get angry. All these things, you know, that's not of God. Anger rested in the bosom of fools. And the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. See? So everything that we do as Christians counts. It counts. Amen. And so we want to make sure that when we say things, we do it right. And when we speak, we speak right. Amen. Because we want to edify our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. And this is why we need to walk according to his word. Amen. Hiding it in our heart. Colossians 3, 23 through 25. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which ye have done, and there is no respecter of persons. Amen. Everybody is going to have to give an account of the things that is done. And so that's why everything that we do counts. Amen. And you want to be what? Well-pleasing unto the Lord. And that's why Paul says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service, and be not conformed to the world, but what? Be transformed by renewing of your mind, that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. You know, when we lived in Italy and in Germany, everything, because the current was so much different, we had to have transformers to bring the current down from 220 back to 110 so it didn't burn up the appliances. You plug a 110 and a 220, you just brought you a new appliance. See? And so the same concept here, amen, transform, change your mind, change your way of thinking, amen. Get in line with the Word of God because everything that we do counts, amen, amen, amen. There is never a wrong time to do what is right. Everything we do counts, and that is especially true when it comes to living according to God's Word. See? That's why when you look at Matthew 7, what did Jesus say? It's not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom of God. You know? But he did what? Doeth the Word. See? You've got to do the Word, or else you're not going to get there. See? Don't delay the process, you know. Do what God's Word says. And God is no respecter of persons. Everybody's got to walk the same path to get there. He's no respecter of person. The things that I have to do, you've got to do. See? It's what God wants us all to understand. See? So that we can all reign with Him forever and ever. So there's never a wrong time to do what is right. See? And that's what James says, as I said earlier. 
He says, if you look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein and be not a forgetful here but doer, you're going to be blessed. So if I open my Bible and I start reading it and I say, oh, man, I didn't see that before, then I need to do it. See, that's one of the reasons Josiah became such a successful king. When they start cleaning out the house of God and the priests found, you know, they found the word of God, they took it to him. You know, and they says, while we was cleaning out the sanctuary, the tabernacle or the temple or whatever, you know, we found this. And they started reading it to him and he says, oh my, we haven't done what God said. And immediately he started turning things down and, and getting things right and in order. It didn't stop God from, from bringing judgment, you know. But at least from that point, those that was doing right got on the right track. See? And that's what God is trying to show us here is, look, my word will get you back on the right track. You know, that's what a lot of times when people walk away from God and they, 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 it's hard for them to get back because they don't think they can be forgiven. If they repent and get back on track with the word of God and do what God tells them to do, they can make it to the end. See? But the enemy is going to make it hard for you to, as, as hard as he can to get you back. See? It's what he desires. So everything that we do is counts. And there's never a wrong time to do what is right. If you've been doing wrong, just start doing right. And you'll be accepted. I think there's a scripture that said that. I think God told the, the children is right? You'll be accepted. You know, it's what he wants. In the game of life, there is no time outs. Think about it. There's no time out. Unlike children at play, we don't get the call for do-overs. We don't get to cross our fingers and call for a mulligan and claim that some things we did doesn't count. Fact is, as adults, all of our actions matter. Every time we do count, everything we do count, and that's especially true when it comes to the Word of God and living according to our beliefs and values. Amen. Everything we do count. We don't get to do it over. Amen. We got to do it right the first time. And this is why we must follow God's word and study God's word and hide God's word in our heart so that we walk according to that word and live according to that word. Amen. Think about it. If it's wrong to take what isn't ours, then when is it okay to keep the change from the store clerk? Amen. I blew the po girl in the post office mind the other day. I, I, I don't think she knew what to do. I was mailing some packages in a box, and she charged me the same thing for all of them. And I knew that the box should have been more. You know? And I got out in my truck, and I was looking at the receipt, and I said, wait a minute, she didn't charge me enough. And I walked back into the post office, and I said, uh, you didn't charge me enough. What? I said, yeah, you didn't charge me enough. She kind of looked at me and said, what do you mean I didn't charge you enough? I says, I gave you a box. That box should have been $13.40. 
and you only charge me $6.95. And I need to pay you the difference. And she just stood there for a while. And then somebody says to her, one of the other clerks says, what's the problem? And she says, he says, I didn't charge him enough. <laughs> you know? I says, I want to pay you the difference here because it will be on my conscience that I didn't do what is right. You know? And that's the thing. There's never a wrong time to do what is right. Say, think about it. There's never a wrong time to do what is right. Everything counts. I w- Can you imagine if I'd have got to heaven and God says, Hey, Rufus, guess what? You can't come in because you owe the post office down there <laughs> you know, some more money. Because you knew. Think about it. Well, what did James say? Therefore, to him that know to do good and doeth not, to him it is what? Sin. And sin can't get there. Sin can't enter there. Don't let the enemy trip you up. We're walking the walk. We're talking the talk. Amen. If it's wrong to lie, when is it okay to fudge on my tax return? If it's wrong to disrespect others, then when it is okay to tell racially oriented jokes? The answer is the same. Never. It's never okay. To believe otherwise is to assume that the importance of doing what is right varies with the circumstance at hand. And that's a slippery slope that we need to avoid. See? We need to avoid these slippery slopes. The enemy will will put things in your path. There is no temptation taking you, but it's common to man. But with every temptation, God has made a way of escape. See, you can walk away because you're supposed to know what to do is right. Because you're his children. You're studying his word. You're walking according to his word. Integrity is not a 90% thing. Not a 95% thing. Either you have it or you don't. Think about it. It's 100%. If you want to read a good book, and I think I've shared this with you when we were studying about integrity with Robert Dortch, uh, who was part of the founded PTL club with Jim Baker and Tammy Faye Baker, who wound up in prison. And as he said, he says, I never would have thought that in prison I will see so many people a prominence that was in prison for violating integrity. See? And so we've got to do what is right all the time. Because everything that we do counts. Amen. And we are what we do. And if we're not going to live by the Word of God, it's just going to be another book. Amen? But as we continue to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, amen. We'll make it to the other side. Amen? Amen. Any questions? Any questions this morning? Amen. I'm walking the walk. Any comments? Any misunderstandings? Is all minds clear, as we used to say in the military? So you know what you got to do when you leave, right?
walk the walk, talk the talk. Amen. Father, we thank you again this morning for your word today, God. We thank you for your presence that we feel in this place, God. We're asking you to continue to anoint this house, anoint this service, God. Touch your people today, God. We thank you, we bless you, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take a small break, amen, and get ready for a dynamic service.